0: Welcome to the Fertility Conversations podcast. The goal of this podcast is to create more awareness about infertility and to provide support to people trying to conceive. Thank you for listening today, and we hope you will be encouraged. And now, here is your host, Ola.
1: Welcome to another episode of Fertility Conversations. Today we're joined by a lovely guest, Kimberly Gaudi, who lives in the United States uh, she's the author of the newly released book, The Colorless Womb, and she'll be sharing her journey to parenthood with us today. Her details would also be in the show notes. So welcome, Kimberly, and thank you so much for joining us today.
0: Oh, thank you so much, Ola, for having me.
1: Thank you. Yay. So we usually start off by saying, tell us a little bit about yourself.
0: Okay, a little bit about me. I am um, a wife i um, a mom of one, bonus mom of two. Uh, I um, live in outside of Atlanta, Georgia. Um, I graduated from college, well, I will say in the 80s. I'll just say that. <laughs> 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 in the and I work in the insurance industry and I love what I do.
1: Perfect. Thank yeah. you for sharing.
0: And how did
1: you and your husband meet?
0: Um, actually, it was... Um, after, well, both of us have been married previously. And so, um, we, once I moved to Atlanta, um, I guess, you know, I'd be, I, I was looking for a physician, you know, and so he was my doctor initially. And once we met, like it was, it was nothing romantic. It was just like, you know, he's living his life. I'm living my life. You know, I'd just gone through a divorce and it was years in the, in between, Um, My first meeting him, but then um, I was looking for a home, and he told me about um, he had just purchased a home because he had gone through a divorce like maybe a year or so before, and um, he told me about a home where he purchased, and I ultimately purchased in the same area. And when they were when they they wanted to know. a reference, like who referred me, wow. and I gave his name as a reference, and so they ended up sending him five hundred dollars because of the reference. <laughs> nice. And then he called me and said, "Hey, you know, like they sent me money, and thank you for saying that I referred to you. And um, hey, at least I should do is take you out to dinner." And so he did, and that was it. Like we went out to dinner. And that so that was pretty much the start of our story.
1: Wow, that's such an amazing story. <laughs> beautiful and was there a particular time that you knew that you wanted to be a mom I know that you mentioned that you're a bonus mom of two as well so was there a particular time that you knew for sure that that I wanted
0: to be a mom well you know I knew from like early in my life that I wanted to one day be a, a mom like that was just something that like I'm gonna have kids like you know like I am the oldest of eight so I just knew that you know I would You know, that was just like a natural progression, like in your life that, you know, especially if that's what you wanted, because that's not what everyone desires. And that's fine. But for me, I wanted to be a mom. And so I would say um, my first marriage, um, we were, you know, I was in my 20s and I knew then that, you know, we'd get married and then we'd start trying to, you know, work on having a family. And that was it. And so very early on, like I would say in my twenties, I knew that I wanted to be a mom, and um, you know, I was there.
1: Yeah, I'm so glad that you are a mom now, of yeah. one and a bonus mom of two. That's wonderful. So, would you like um, mind sharing a little bit about your journey to parenthood?
0: Yeah, I, you know, it was very rocky. It was very painful. It was not um, ideal. Um, you know, like I've had a number of pregnancies. Um, early on, and they would, you know, result in, of course, a loss, Um, you know, where you think, okay, I'm outside of that three month window, you know, you're excited, or, you know, like, uh, the initial pregnancies, as soon as you the test is positive, you're like, Oh, my goodness, let me just tell everybody. And so maybe two or three times when, you know, telling everybody, Um, and then only to go to the doctor. And then they say, oh, you know, how many weeks are you again? Um, Because Mm -hmm. we don't really see anything. Or they're like, it's a blighted ovum or it's a chemical pregnancy. Like all these different terms I heard, you know, like from from the the doctors, you know, over years, it didn't work out. Um, And so it was devastating, very early losses. that, you know, because from the moment that test is positive, like you are just in love, especially if that's what you want, you know, you want a pregnancy, mm-hmm. you're so excited. So the last two pregnancies, I was in my sixth month, like I thought I had gotten over the hurdle. And I, my, um, I, I had, um they, they told me I had an incompetent cervix. And so that was the sixth month when I found out because my water broke, like in the middle of the night. And then five months, you know, like um, at at my fifth month, um, even with the surclage in place, um, I still went into early labor. And so that was was traumatic. I mean, not that the early losses weren't traumatic enough, but then having to deliver, both were little boys, um, having to deliver the pregnancies, it was just absolute devastation. And so at that point I decided, you know, like maybe, you know, like how many times do you have to be hit over the head to decide, you know, like, okay, this just isn't for me. It's not what God wants for me to be a mom. Like that's what I figured. And plus, it had done significant damage to my marriage, um, you know, 11 years of going through this. And then on top of that, living with someone who also had um, problems of his own um, in terms of um, drug addiction. So that was a significant time in my life. That was, it was a painful time. Honestly, I would even use the word horrific time between the losses and um, dealing with his situation. It was just, it was so much on me. And some of my friends would say like, do you think that dealing with that situation was why those things weren't happening? To you, as far as losses, Um, of course, that crossed my mind. Um, You know, at the time, yes, I just thought, you know, like it's this is the reason this is happening. Um, The 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 arguments, the the anger, the crying, the sadness of it all, going through that. Um, But the thing is, you know, my faith is one hundred percent in God, and so whatever is for me is for me, and so. Of course it's very painful and you have to get to that point with any loss but ultimately um i don't blame my situation in fact um my ex-husband and i like we are we're friends you know it's i want you know he's doing great and i want the best for him so when you get to that point you know that's when you know you've been completely i guess delivered <laughs>
1: yeah I'm so sorry about your losses. Yeah. Uh, I cannot even begin to imagine how that must have been. All through those years. Yeah. Thank you so much. Um, and I know that, um, so the information you gave in terms of the losses, that was from your uh, first
0: relationship. Yes. That was the first relationship.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. And now you have a son. Can you <laughs> tell us about how your son came to be?
0: Yeah, my son. he's just the love of my life. Um, he's eight years old. Um, my husband and I decided, you know, after.
1: I saw his. I saw his picture actually, by the way, on
0: Instagram. (laughs) 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 But you know, it it was a it was a journey. Um, to get to my son, it was even struggles with my new marriage. Um, because ultimately my son was born by surrogacy mm-hmm. and, you know, my, meeting my husband, like, I just never thought about at, at that point, I said, you know, children, I never thought about it anymore after the, all of the loss that I'd suffered with my first marriage. You would think like getting pregnant was never the issue. It was only carrying the child. So I, um, I figured, you know what, we were older at this point. He had two beautiful daughters. We just would live our lives and travel and leisure and just, you know, live life. And it was he who brought up the story or brought up the idea of a child on a walk one day. And um, at that point, I realized I had not really even told him all that I probably should have told him about my past because you know in terms of my losses because I never even thought that I would have to bring that up you know because Mm -hmm. who was even thinking about children at this point so um, ultimately after three failed attempts of you know trying with you know, with three different surrogates or whatever. Wow. And, and, and one thing I'll say that the the criteria for me in terms of the surrogate, I wanted a bond with with whoever it was because it had already taken me enough. It, it had already taken like a total emotional toll on me to even get to the point of wanting to go that route. Because when you think I need a surrogate, it just says I have failed. I am at the point where I, I, I failed. I, I I couldn't do something that women are supposed to be able to do. And it's a hurtful thing. And now it's an outward show that you have failed. So pretty much I um, had gone through, you know, like three different people to build up to the one person who ultimately carried my child. So my criteria was that I wanted us to have a bond, like that I could kind of like, go through the pregnancy and see myself through the pregnancy. So I wanted a black woman to be my surrogate. I, in fact, when I was doing my research and looking for someone to go through this journey, that was one thing. I wanted her to be local to Georgia, but, and then also a black woman, like somebody that I just thought, you know, culturally, like we could connect and just, you know, um, and um, after three different women, all Black women, and this is a long process in between each one. After going through that, um, I ultimately ended up um, going with someone, well, after we had given up, we were presented with someone who was, they the um, our attorney felt was a viable option, and I did not want to go down the road, but my husband was still very open to the idea, and so we met Heidi who uh she's white and we met and it was um you know it was a it was a great moment like you know meeting her and going through the journey with with Heidi so and it was completely unexpected and you know so I would say too like even outside of fertility like the, my story is, it's not even about just, for, it's its fertility, of course, but maybe kind of thinking outside the box or not knowing like where your package, like that person or, that you may not even thought about, or someone, you know, it could be relationships where, you know, someone that you never even looked at twice ends up being that person who would bless you more than anything. And then, Lastly, when you think about um, race relations, like, you know, in the world, you know, and in, in, in here being in America, so much division is out here in terms of race, that this is a really a feel good story because you only hear those sides where people talk about like, you know, like the negativity and racial issues and division and the whole nine, but that is just not, um, it's not everyone. It's just not, and because of that, um, I really wanted the story to be out there. Because you know, if if you are someone who just figures like you know, you know, all black people are this, all white people are that, you needn't only you know read the story or look at the beauty of this to see that that is just not true. Because the 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 greatest gift that she could have given was to bring my son, my black son into the world. And she as a white person did that. So it, it's just a beautiful thing. And it almost makes me cry. Like every time I want to, you know, every time I talk about it, cause it's, it's very emotional and, and she's just very special to me.
1: That is such a beautiful story too, yeah. because I, I, like you rightly said, sometimes we have an idea of what the package shall come in, what it would look like, what is perfect, yeah. what's best. And then when something totally different comes out and, you know, yeah. turns out to be so amazing.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. It's mm-hmm. a
1: wonderful story. Thank you for sharing. And thank you for being open to that idea as well, because sometimes you're, you can be so, you know, set on what you want that yeah. you might not be open to exploring something different.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And I, you know, and I, 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 give a lot of credit to, to my husband who was, you know, he was just open from the beginning, but a lot with, with, with him, he wasn't the person who had the problem. I was the person who had the problem. And so he was just very um, understanding that, or just how I was, how i would be the one feeling a certain way i think that we have to you know even when we're coaxing or trying to make a point to our family or significant others or friends there is a way to get them to become open minded and it's not finger pointing and and yelling and saying my way or the highway but it's it's understanding and because he understood what I was dealing with, how it was making me feel, why I would feel like a failure, how I would feel embarrassed, if, you know, for people to say, "Oh, she had to use a surrogate," like that. Those things were in my mind. They kept me up at night. It was painful. But he was there as a listening ear and not judging, but understanding. And ultimately, I got to that point because of you know, a part of the part of it is, you know, because of the way he handled it. That's
1: wonderful. Mm-hmm. Thanks so much for sharing that. Thank you. And of course, you know, your experience, you've not written a book, which you said you wanted this story to be out there considering what people hear all the time. And yeah, um, and so having such a beautiful story is it's so amazing to hear, right? Because it yeah. makes you feel like, well, not everyone is a certain way. Yeah. So you've written the book. How did it feel? I mean, know you, even you mentioned it now that surrogacy is such, you know, still highly stigmatized. People have opinions about it. I know you wanted people to hear the story, but how did it feel going ahead and writing a book, which will mean that everyone will know?
0: Yeah. I, you know, once you, once you get to a place where you're good, you, you feel good about yourself and who you are and other accomplishments and what you bring as a person, you are okay with people knowing how you got to where you are, because when people look at me when they see like, uh, you know, my husband and me and our son, and you know, we're we're just, you know, like having a good time and 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 doing things, you know, people may think, oh, you know, like things are so great. Oh, you know, they just look so wonderful, but you just never know someone's journey and where how how painful things were. Like even now, like when people talk to me and they even know that I was married previously to someone who dealt with such uh, such a bad drug addiction they go you like you know about that world you know about that but you know what the things that we've gone through like when you get when you're on the other side and you've gotten through it I think that you really shouldn't look like all you've gone through you should go through it and then it use it as a testimony to help others to say, okay, I've gone through this and now this, is, this was my life and I can tell you openly, and it really should be of help to other people. Mm-hmm. So writing my book, it's of help and hopefully it will be of help to people where one, there's so many tidbits in the book from the drug addiction part, because my, my ex-husband is doing you know, amazingly well now to the wanting children and um, whatever your desire is that you want, knowing that it may come in a different package, knowing that you don't have to give up. Um, And then now that um, people knowing about the racial component and saying, you know what, all black people aren't, all white people aren't, all Asian people aren't, like you don't have to put people in, to boxes and labels that are negative, because that's just it, it's who you meet and the relationship that you um, nurture with a person, whether they be of another race or gender or whatever it is, you are um, you need to have an open mind going into that situation and not just automatically assume. Um, because to look at Heidi she, like, one, her name is Heidi. So I would always say, like, my dad like, the whitest name, like, in history other than Becky. It's, yeah. like, you know, so Heidi, like, are you kidding me? So it to 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 hear that, like, you think imme- immediately, like, oh, my gosh, like, this woman, like, you no, know, she's blonde, she's, you know, like, she's not even mm-hmm. tan. Like, she's is, like, uh, white, you know? And so, and, but she's amazing. And it's her heart that is everything. And so... She is, you know, it's just, it's just amazing how we connected and we bonded. And I would, she would be someone that I'd probably see like on the street or at a store or whatever. And, you know, like maybe a wave or, you know, hi, whatever, but never even think that we would have one thing in common. And now we have the biggest thing. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know? And so,
1: yeah. That's amazing. Yeah.
0: That is so beautiful. It sounds like,
1: you know, it's, it seems like such such an amazing relationship.
0: Yeah, it it's good. It, it it it's really good. The thing that I am, you know, ultimately um working on is that like my son, like now that he's eight and he is super smart, of course, he's Googling mom and you know <laughs> he knows about my book, and he knows about the colorless womb. And so we of course had to talk about this whole story like you know yeah. like how he was born what happened who, who's Heidi so I would love for the two of them to meet you know like to yeah. say okay um we 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 did like you know and in the book there is um I had a huge like a, a shower like a baby shower after my son was born and I of course I wanted Heidi to be there and that was her first time meeting like other than when she delivered him you know like um she met my son and like she could hold him. And, um, that was really good that people could see. Um, I, because I wanted to, you know, I wanted to honor her, like, you know, you know, it was my shower, but I wanted to give her the attention that I believe she deserved at that moment. Mm. Um, so she and her husband were there and, um, just to let people know and just to see the beauty of, um, surrogacy and, and, and hopefully yeah. take away some of the stigma tied to it and just the joy that it can bring, because it was one of the things that my husband said, it's like, are you, is your focus more on, you know, just carrying a child and said that you carried a child because you've done that, it didn't work out. Or is it being a mom and nurturing, a child like where where are you in this and that was one of the things that you know i look back at it now every time my son and i are doing different things it's like it's it's just like i would have missed this ola i'm like mm. i would have like you know the things that we do together and some of the things that i post on social media um it, you know he'll do something and it's like i could have missed these moments like I could have missed this and I just thank God that I you know I'm here you know with him and so it's really the raising of my son and the love that he and the joy that he brings to my husband and me that it was just all worth it
1: yeah Mm -hmm. so so lovely I really love listening to you talk about it so passionately it's amazing and now that you've written the book and you've spoken out about surrogacy, especially in the Black community. How yeah. ha, has it been received? Have people reached out to you to yeah. to ask more questions and to?
0: Yeah, I've I've gotten a number of people who have talked to me about it. Um, you know, a lot of women who just pretty pretty much thought that you know, like they have other um, physical issues. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's maybe it could have been like cervical cancer like early on um and they know that they're not able to carry it's just um it's opened up a dialogue because people especially within our communities and in the black community it's not even something that you do or really know anyone who's ever done that and I was Mm -hmm. actually I was watching a um a reality show the housewives and one of the housewives she was going down this road, and I remember her husband saying, like, do Black people even do that, like, you know, like, <laughs> <"Hey, nobody laughs> that bad. you know, and it's like, oh, my God, so it's true that you, you don't really hear, and, and, and it's not even just, like, our community, it's any, you know, for the most part, like, I would only like in surrogacy like to like celebrities, like, oh, so and so surrogate and that was it. Like, wow, you know, and, and that. And then the only people that I, I was kind of looking to um in terms of surrogacy, um, Angela Bassett, like she is yeah. surrogate. And so it was like, wow, like okay. And honestly, I had to kind of like pull in my inner Angela to get <laughs> to get to this point and like now looking at like Gabrielle Union like a surrogate and so those are people that I kind of you know look at like okay if I had to point to someone to kind of make my you know like if, if someone is making me feel like negative about it which no one does now it's like it's like to them it's just all beautiful it's just all beautiful but if they did you know at least I could just say you know hey look other people do this it's not just me and whatever so
1: yeah yeah and that's the power of you sharing your story right because it helps so many other people around the world to feel like well you know she did it she's fine she's happy she has a lovely family then must be okay then yeah exactly yeah exactly and when you were going through all of this, because you know you did, you have such um, an incredible journey. I, I wonder, what was your support like? Did you have people that dealt with something similar? Who, who could you reach out to?
0: You know, I, I honestly, like for the most part, my all of my friends were. Um, I was hearing oh, we're expecting, we're expecting, we're expecting. Like that was just, especially in that, you know, in our our age at the time, it was constantly that they were expecting. Um, But even with their excitement and their joy, I've always had friends who they've just been there for me and they've been sensitive to what I was dealing with. I did have two friends I'll say who, had you know major losses the way that I did, so they were very strong support systems for me. But I would say all of my siblings, because like I said, I have you know I'm the oldest of eight. I have seven siblings, and they all had children. And here I was, I'm the oldest, um, but they have always been amazing. So you know the the talks, the um, the cards the just words of encouragement, um, the visits, you know, to, you know, coming to see me and just the relationships that I have, um, the, the relationships that I, that I have with my nieces and nephews and how, um, just how nurturing I am with them and how close we are because it was like, Auntie Kim, you know, she doesn't have children. So it would always be the doting on my nieces and nephews. I mean, I still dote on them, even though like some of them are almost thirty. But, <laughs> I still on them. but um, it's 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 just the, the relationships that were cultivated with my with my nieces and nephews that just made it beautiful. So the support system has always been there. Like you know, my mom, my dad, everybody has always been sensitive to um, the situation. I mean, you'd have um old family friends of my parents who you know you don't see them for 10-15 years and then it's like oh my goodness hey so let's catch up you know how many kids do you have like that's the first one like yeah. oh married and children whatever so when we would be in groups or family get gatherings and we'd see my parents old friends like you know that they hadn't seen in a while they would go like oh my gosh can't believe so I know how many kids do you have like you know give me the lowdown and I could see the looks of my siblings, like if they were there, it would almost be like, um, like getting on another subject, or I'd be yeah. like, no, I don't have any kids, you know, whatever. And it would be like immediately, like, yeah, so, um, a burger, fries, yeah. what, do, what do you want, you know, <laughs> and, uh, getting off the topic, you know, whatever. So it, it's just always been where people have been there for me. And I, and I thank God for that.
1: Yeah, that's really lovely to hear because that makes such a big difference. Yeah. It
0: does. it does.
1: Yeah. Amazing. And, you know, you 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 talked about how the impact that the, the whole experience had on your previous relationship. And, you know, of course, infertility plays such a huge role in relationships and even on you as a person. How would you say that it's changed you?
0: Um, as far as like the... Like just the impact of infertility overall.
1: Yes, yes, overall, going through all that you
0: did. Yeah. Um, going through th- this struggle, because, you know, this happened to be my struggle, but I firmly believe that whatever, you know, because everyone's going to go through a challenge, a struggle, yeah. a difficulty in their life, in their lives. And um, this was mine. And I think that going through infertility, Um, it absolutely makes you stronger, of course, and it just, I, I think it, 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 it gives you, it gives you grace for other people's situations. It, it, it helps you, you know, like when, you know, sometimes someone will do something or you will hear that. A situation happened or whatever it is, but when you've gone through so much pain and you know that there were things that you thought, things that you said, angers that you've had, you know, words that you've said because you were hurting, you were upset, you were, why is this happening to me? I can't believe this. I, you know, I, it, it helps you to understand more and having grace for other people when they're not at their best and they are feeling vulnerable and not strong. I've been like to, let's say at supermarket, you know, so I'm on aisle seven and I know this person needs to get by. And maybe my carriage is like in the way this is like, you know, like previous, you know, I'm going through the infertility and a whole nine, but maybe I just looked at the Pea stick I'll call it and it was negative or maybe I just left the doctor's office and they were like you know we don't hear the heartbeat and so I'm angry I don't care that I'm blocking you I don't care but I think that it it has helped me to just have more grace for whatever someone else is going through knowing that I was that person that You know, I may have been a little, you know, like irritated or not as nice or not whatever because I had been going through something. So that's just my piece.
1: (laughs) I love that. Thank you for sharing that, Kimberly. It is so true. I love that you do. It allows you to have more grace for other people. Yeah. Yeah. Well said. And is there any quote or word of affirmation that you'd like to share with anyone listening that you found helpful in your journey so far?
0: Oh, any quote or any affirmation. Um, I will, okay, I will say that for me, it was a scripture that has always kept me going. And it's Psalms 46 and 10. And it says, be still and know that I am mm-hmm. God. And being still at times has been the thing that it's been the thing that's helped me because like, it's like, there's nothing that you can, you can do. So being being upset or trying to act on it or trying to make it happen, trying to do whatever, sometimes it just requires that you just say, okay, I have just surrendered this to God and whatever is going to be the outcome, I'm going to just wait on this this outcome and I'm gonna wait on direction. I'm not going to try to be out there doing 80 million things. I'm just going to see how this plays out. And sometimes it just requires us to be still. And that's what worked for me at times to help to quiet my spirit when I would just be in pools of tears and upset and just that that's what helped me that's what helped me yeah
1: I love that one I've written down actually (laughs) because I'll be referring back to thank you for sharing that and if there's someone out there actually wanting to reach out to you to connect with you what's the best way to reach you
0: Oh, they can email or, or, um, send Instagram. Like everything is the colorless womb underscore. Okay. Um, so that's my Instagram I'm or the colorless womb underscore Twitter. Um, the colorless If you want to send me an email, drop okay. a message to me. I definitely would respond. I've responded to everyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah. And just, if you want to converse and, um, you know. And the and my book is you can yes How can you order it yeah on Amazon or Barnes and Noble, Apple iBook, um just you know the colorless womb, um and it comes up on Twitter and again Barnes and Noble and Apple iBook.
1: Perfect, thank you. We'll be reading it and sharing it because <laughs> we need to hear your story. Yes, thank you. And if there's someone also listening to you, either an individual or a couple. Uh, currently going through their infertility journey, um, what word of encouragement would you like to share?
0: It's going to seem like more like a, a cliche, but it's goes. just not giving up. Like you know, when it when it looks the worst is when it's when it looks like nothing is happening. That's when everything's happening, and when it looks the worst just count on the best happening for you because there were times when it was just all, you know, everything was just, it's it's wrong. It, it, it's just, none of it's going right. When nothing is going right, just be prepared for just an amazing outcome. Just knowing that it, it's going to turn around because all things work together for our good so it's going to turn around and um you know I, I I know the tears I know the pain I know the anger I know I just I know it all i I hear the voice of sometimes the re the reproduct- reproductive endocrinologist it's it's this I'm so sorry oh it's not or oh, the OB doctor is Oh, I know, but there's no heartbeat. There's, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I've heard I'm so sorry a million times. And now I kiss and hug and tickle this mm-hmm. little boy. So it will turn around regardless of, you know, you, don't, you may not even know what you, when it, when it starts to happen, but you will smile, it will turn, it will change. And so it's gonna work out in your favor. Yeah,
1: amazing. Thank you so much for sharing, Kimberly. Thank you. It has been amazing listening to you, hearing the story, hearing the passion your voice. You know, it just it's it's, it's amazing. Well, I'm so you. glad that you decided to share your story, um, in spite of the stigma that is attached to infertility and uh, different parts of parenthood like surrogacy. So many people will be blessed by your story, and I see how much that faith plays such a huge role because he quoted a couple of bible verses um which i will be referring to and i've noted down to help me as well through this journey so thank you so much uh, thank
0: you thank you for having me Ola. i really appreciate it
1: yes thank you for being an inspiration uh, i have been inspired by you and i'm sure all the listeners will be as well awesome. and we'll be reading your book thank you so much okay. and uh, thank you for all you're doing as well to raise awareness it's so important to, to, to give, I mean, to share a story and help to create awareness, to help to destigmatize infertility, especially in our community when we don't speak out about this as much as we should. So it's amazing to have you do that so passionately. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. And we look forward to having you again in the near future.
0: Thanks for joining us this week on the Fertility Conversations podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please give us a five-star rating and subscribe. Follow us on Instagram at Fertility Conversations. If there are any topics you would like to have discussed, please send an email to fertilityconversations at gmail.com. Be sure to tune in next week for our next episode. Thank you again for listening.
1: Take care of yourself and do stay hopeful.